Live from Mikey's Cave, Mahoney's Irish Pub and Steakhouse presents the Colvin Brothers Podcast. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Gonna tell your brother. Take this, brother. I've always dreamed about having a brother. brother my name is Michael. A-A-R-S, cars for kids. Yeah, look at my brother. The family tree, Michael and Stephen, brothers. It's the Colvin Brothers player. You was my brother, Charlie. You should have looked out for me a little bit. Watch it, buddy. So... What did your brother do to you? Why did I take this gig again? How you doing? This is Roosevelt Colvin. With six, you get Edgar and the Colvin brothers on C93. <laughs> yes. I would think that'd be more of a fact. It wasn't really fun. Number six for Colvin. I look like the floor with your Woody. Gretzky. The Colvin brothers. Ash Brown. <laughs> on Z93. <laughs> everybody it's sunday and you know what that means it's time for the colvin brothers on z93 and this week 
live and in person. It's Mad Mike out of the hospital. It's a new show. You know, I think the jig is up about us doing doing this show live. Our own sister was like, what do you mean you're still in the hospital? It's, I, 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 I was just listening to the show. I'm like, yeah, we recorded that two Fridays ago. <laughs> But uh, yes, um, we are we are back and, and just in time too because this is show number ninety nine. Uh, next week will be our not only it, we didn't plan it this way. All next, right. Next week is our hundredth episode and second anniversary, and it's also my birthday show. And I wasn't guaranteed to make it to that birthday, so Oof. very excited. But right now we're uh, we're very pleased to have two professionals in the room with us. Nothing against George and Woody and Breckman and our usual cast of characters. Thanks, kid. <laughs> Maybe not Raz, but. Um, Hailing all the way from Chi-Town, Chicago, Illinois, comedian and author of the upcoming bestseller, It's Messy. We've got Abigail Massengale in the studio. Hi, how y'all doing? Real name, not not a stage name. And a stage name that I've known for, geez, 25 years or so. We're going to talk about our origin story later on. Uh, We got him in town, so I said, you're going on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, former PD of this fine broadcast facility, Jimmy Jam. What up, what up? How's it going? Really good, really good to have you. I know I poached your wife a couple times early, and she's great. She did a fine, fine job. And we're, we're going to hear her in the background today, but this is all about you, brother. All right. I'm well, ready. Those shows never I'm made ready. the air. I know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, had, I have my moments. I love, I love using, I love using my, my condition as, as a thing. I remember the, one of the last times that we still recorded over at uh, iHeart because there, there were some problems there and just made it easy to move here. And I, I, I dropped some knowledge. He was like, oh, seriously? You're going to use that? I said, yes, I will use it every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like to keep it. us on track, we are doing duets, so we have a theme usually each and every week here. Yeah, now you picked the first one, which was a very touching thing, is you don't know, like when when I was growing up, I was what, like six or so when this came out? I wasn't even born yet. No, you weren't, but but it was Aunt, me, me and Aunt Lisa, not only did we love Don't Go Breaking My Heart, but Jimmy will remember this, Abigail's too young, um, the gong show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they were all, it seemed like, what? Wasn't somebody always doing this song and getting yeah. gone yes. like mercilessly? <laughs> like JP Morgan could had to climb over the desk to try to get to try to get to the damn thing. But go ahead, Steve. It was originally supposed to be uh, Dusty Springfield, but she was ill when Elton John, you know, tried to get her to do the song. And Kiki D, you would think is like you know, she wasn't a household name. She had had a hit, well, I think, two years prior with "I've Got the Music in Me." Yeah, and really nothing else. You know, she was more of yeah. a Broadway style, which in subsequent years we found out just suited Elton John fine. And our friend Emmett is still uh, writing the checks currently. So okay. we got to give a shout out to our sponsor, Mahoney's Irish Pub, mahoneysirishpub.com. Mm-hmm. Right now, Music Until 7 is the blend. All right, not to be mixed up with the Blendells. Right, right. No, they're great. You know, the cool yeah. thing about you would love these guys, Jimmy. And mm. so would you, Abigail. All right, again, you're young, but you love your R&B. The guy that's in the blend that's playing right now at Mahoney's, sometimes mm-hmm. does Thursdays, he was actually in Heat Wave. Yeah, that Heat Wave. Wow. Yeah, Boogie Nights, nice. Always and Forever. He was the guitar player in that band 40 years ago. Okay, I have to look it up. Uh, you I, I'm know. not even going to deny it, but I'll probably know if forever. I heard it. Also, too, there also, you go. Yeah, I, I knew you had it. I, I knew you had it. Boogie Nights, my sister danced to that at the National Junior Miss Pageant. That was her talent yeah, yeah. show portion thing. I <laughs> love this guy. And he always comes, and he's like, he's like, like, like what happens a lot, he'll like come over to try to impress me. Yeah. So he was like one of the very first people to see Prince before anybody heard of him. He's like, oh, man. He's like, man, I got done with this gig. It was 1978. And I see this cat. <laughs> Went to this club. I like I was like, he's up there with their platform shoes, and this guy's got something going on. And like within a month and a half, everybody knew his name. And it took Prince a while to really be a national sensation, right? But in the R and B world, he got it right away. And he was like one of the first people to see him. So I love. He just has got a story every week. I think it's good because the bands are starting to pop up a little bit more. Mahoney's. They did a wedding a couple weeks ago. Why don't we have a band on our show? What for the hundredth show? Sure. Does uh, Barbara? Are you here? Where's Barbara? Well, what's the matter, bud? All right, so you know, maybe we'll bring in one of our. Uh, We're gonna get Cal Basie. Thomas Hamill. Remember Thomas Hamill? No. <laughs> what was that? Is that that? Is that that idiot John's kid? Yeah, it's John's youngest uh, oh. when he was still with Helene. Remember? Tell him to move that Maverick out of my driveway. All right. Well, I think the band's called Axis One. Does that ring a bell, Barbara? No, not a heck of a lot. Rings a bell. I died thirty years ago. All right. Well, let's let's plug you up to the generator and bring Ben Mike back in. Oh, here I am. All right, so we're going to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's do another duet, Tom Petty and Stevie Nicks. This is one that you picked out. So any, Yeah, uh, well, I just you know, I figured I don't know how much music we're going to get on, so I want to make sure somebody knows something. <laughs> All right, we'll throw it out to somebody there, kid. Who do you, who, talk to me about one of the nurses over at Vassar. 
Oh no, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna send it. I meant, I meant to, to, to do this. We'll talk about it later. Um, the, no, the resident over there, Doctor Haley Arrowwood. She listens to the to the show. She's only been in town for six weeks, and she is the reason why I'm gonna be okay. She's the one that that insisted on keeping me there till they figured out why I can't breathe and why I get winded. And even though I was written off months ago by one of the leading cardiologists for not having a heart condition it turned out that that's what it was the whole time now the dialysis and the kidneys are still what they are but i had that on top of it and nobody could figure it out so dr arrowwood this is for you all right we're glad that you're off the ventilator we didn't want it to be the colvin brother on z93 Mahoney's Irish Pub and Steakhouse in Poughkeepsie is the official sponsor of the Colvin Brothers Show here on Z93. And if you're looking to host your private party, Mahoney's has two great options. The vast room can hold parties from 30 to 200 people. The room gives you privacy for meetings, holiday parties, rehearsal dinners, retirement parties, and so much more. Then there's the Clotter Room, ready for your next party, accommodating up to 85 people, featuring your own bar and dance floor. Book your next event today. Call Pat at 471-7026 or visit Mahoney'sIrishPub.com. It's the Colvin Brothers on Z93, the Coven Brothers podcast. We got a full house today in the studio there, kid. We always have a full house, but this difference is we got professionals. Well, <laughs> people outside of the zip code of A45, uh, so to speak, right? Uh, people right. that aren't related to us or that had lunch with us three years ago. Right. Okay. Although, no, I've had, I've, I've, 
I've broken bread with you, Jimmy. Yes, absolutely. There you go. <laughs> yes. And Many- I have, I, there's a way I can make kidney chili. You guys are going to love it. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got uh, Abigail Massengale, the uh, comedian from Chicago. She flew doing? in just to do our damn show. Um, she's an author of It's Messy. We're going to get into that in a little while. But uh, the book's not out yet. So I said, well, why don't you come on with us? And she's like, am I going to go viral? And like, not on our show. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it's, it's a start, and it's something that you can use to promote yourself. And we're right. very happy to have you in. And if, if even if you cover a hundred people, that's a hundred people I would not have known. I'm oh, we've oh no no no, we've got over fifty thousand plays, girl. No, yeah. I was just saying, I don't know what number you have. I'm sorry, so do you like, have the internet in Chicago? Yeah, then I you do, can listen to the Cold Brothers. Don't use it, so oh, we're, like, we're big I, in Guam. Yeah, if you're willing to travel, like he just said, we're big in Guam, so you can yeah, go yeah. across. I know you told me about Germany, but I was just yeah. saying, for example, yes. that wasn't that. that well, see what the, what's going to happen is after the show, the show airs till seven, and then right. between seven and eight, I post it up. So all your people, she's like. Listen to me online. <laughs> and that'll right. help us too. Right. No, but I'm thankful for whatever. I'm so thankful right now. So that's that's well, we, what we haven't I'm finished conveying. the show yet. Let's so. uh, let's let's take it easy. Okay. <laughs> the Colvin Five. Are you ready for the Colvin Five? Five. 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 On C93. The Colvin Five this week, what weird food combo do you eat? Right. Um, and this was something that kind of like, I was talking with Carol and our sister, the one that's still alive out Who is also a dietitian and also helps me with my diet. So we, we were talking about like weird food combos and my wife, you know, makes fun of me because I'll grab a, you know, tall bag of Cheetos, the crunchy kind, mm-hmm. and then a nice big glass of milk. And she's like, who does that? And I'm like, the sis does. I do. That's delicious. Any, any, uh, I figured I would get somebody that would think that would be nasty, but it's pretty good. Abigail, how about yourself? I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's Chicago-centric or anything. Just something that, that you eat and somebody sat across the table and was like, yeah, there's something wrong with you. What's that? Honey frosted mini wheat. Okay. Peanut butter mixed with butter and just dipping each mini wheat inside of that combination. Don't don't ask me. It was just good. Did you get a lot of grief for it? <laughs> no, I just got that 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 look like oh, okay. <laughs> Jimmy, guys, uh, something that you've grown up eating that's weird. I'm not talking about Batavia Red Hots or whatever. I, the hell well, it is. Yeah, see, before I knew it was a combo, I, ha- I had one for you and stuff. But I mean, combo wise, uh-huh. uh, bologna and peanut butter. Growing up, I mean, that was just just something I had sandwiches in school. And Mom would put that together for me. So. All right. Yeah, I think Carolyn said salami and peanut butter. So. It's right on the same wavelength, right? Kinda, there. yeah. Kinda. I mean, I used to get a lot of a, a lot of problems when I was growing up because I would put ketchup on chips and all that. But that became more common as I as I grew up. You know, ketchup flavored ketchup. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. When I I was dating one of my many ex fiancés, this one didn't kill anyone. I haven't told you about that one. Either. We'll get into that later. But uh, she was from Canada, and I remember going up there, and all of a sudden there was this whole new world of flavors. Oh yeah. For potato chips, this was like 1999. Oh yeah. So before pickle, ketchup, like things that we take Hostess. for granted, they, they they must have been like the test market, or Canadians are just that weird. But that was the first time I actually saw my dream come true of the ketchup infused into such a thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Now that I can have neither, but I remember what it tasted. Like. All right, number five: Ed Pulowski, Henways, and jelly. Oh. I don't know, is that hot dog? It's hot dog with a little jelly on there. Now, my daughter, Bryce, she'll put mayo on everything. But I'm also finding that mayonnaise on a hot dog isn't as uncommon. I mean, she has to have mayonnaise on everything. Amazing. Yeah, yeah she was over, when you were in the hospital, she was over for a pizza party, and she didn't mention anything about, uh, was it pineapple? She likes the Hawaiian pizza because she learned that from her mom. Yeah. And then she also wants to, she likes mushrooms. I just don't like mushrooms. But, yeah, she's, she's getting better with that. But, you know, the, when, when usually when we get together here, I have to order a special pie just for my daughter. She'll have one slice, and I'm like, oh, I got this, I've got this pineapple pizza that I can't eat. I turned it into a competition with Tanner, so they, so they both ate. Because usually they leave pizza on the plate. All right, Abigail, you got number four? Ralph Savino, mm-hmm. marshmallow pasta. Now, have you guys ever heard of this stuff? No, but no. as long as they, we haven't gotten to the marinara point of adding it to the pasta, well, you're probably good. I can see it. I can yeah, see yeah. it on paper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking this person like pro. Just don't, egg. Just don't add milk and you're never going to see your noodles again. Right. Tammy Drake, uh, spaghetti on Wonder Bread. This is not so crazy. Really? This is not so crazy. Yeah, that's not too bad. Well, maybe it was better when she was, when she was growing up, because I, I know she's a little bit older than me, so maybe she's talking about the way she was treated in the 70s and 80s. Tammy's completely normal. That's not a weird one. That's the 90s. Too. I'm normalizing that. that. That's the 90s. <laughs> so I got Jenny Hines. She says, raw broccoli and almond butter. Broccoli is weird enough by itself, but what, what, what's the purpose of the almond butter? I don't know. Maybe to give it some kind of a taste. Like a oh. protein. Oh, talk to me. Peanut butter and celery. Peanut butter and celery. So this is just this is different vegetation and different type of uh, butter. Wait. Yeah, Jude always tried to get me to eat broccoli I growing up. I never get there. It's my, it's mine and my daughter's favorite vegetable, but I don't eat a lot of vegetables. Mm. But, you know, but, but uh, I'm going to be around my vegetables. But even even as a, 
uh, you know, as a connoisseur of broccoli, it doesn't taste the same. It doesn't even taste like, it tastes like the same food when it's raw. What do you got there, Sis? Big closer. Is this uh, a person with three names? I never trust anybody with three names. Well, she probably has already killed Buckwheat. Exactly. Paula Lucy Panisi. Uh-huh. Jif Creamy Peanut Butter and Mayo. Oh, there we go. That's, that sounds like a daily combo. I'm going to wait for an F. Funicello to break in. There's a guy in the Washington Redskins, Chris Cooley. He doesn't play for him anymore. He used to make mayonnaise. Well, nobody plays for the Redskins anymore. That's right. That's true. Are well, you going to drop an Indian <laughs> reference oh, next? I'm sorry. Oh, no. I said that was one of the Am dumbest. Am I canceled a podcast after 30 years? It took about 13 seconds for them to call, to call on the comedy. I'm like, they're idiots. <laughs> wow. Mark Rippon used to have that then if you're talking about the Redskins. Oh, boy. When I had the old Ned had that Mad Mike bought me back in the day. Or maybe I it was do, Frank. I do one remember that. I do. Mayonnaise and peanut butter. All right. That's the COVID 5, folks. This week yeah. and talk about awkward. All right, oh, one of the most awkward videos of all time on MTV was David Bowie and Mick Jagger dancing in the street. Okay, it doesn't get more, it doesn't get more awkward than that. <laughs> but it, that was like the hype thing. There was a couple of things that arrived, like the Queen thing, the Zeppelin reunion, and uh, well, the Phil Collins playing in both sites. Right, but the, everybody was talking. Oh, you know, David Bowie, who was still riding his Let's Dance High, and Mick Jagger, because the Stones were, they weren't quite in a hiatus, but they weren't they weren't doing so good. Right. Um, and it was like the most disappointing thing I've ever seen. You know, in fact, if you watch Family Guy, ladies and gentlemen, here's the gayest video ever made. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, uh, you can already heard Jimmy and I, we've been teasing her for a while now. Now we're going to get her open wide. It's uh, out of Chicago. Comedian <laughs> and author... 
Abigail Massengale. So hey. uh, welcome, welcome for real. This is all about you. You are the author of It's Messy. People are already trying to click on it. It's not quite available yet, right? It's not. It's not. It's going to um, hit uh, late August, September at the early. For those of you that uh, aren't familiar, the show promo is up and she's in there. All right. So Abigail Massengale is an African-American woman from the Midwest. I can still yes. say that, right? That's still yes, political. Yes, that's cool. All right. <laughs> she, that's she, cool. It is what it she, is. She ain't no hoe. But but the book is absolutely, you know, it, uh, if you were to pick a demo, I would say that the target demo is for African-Americans between 25 and 45. I yeah. am not that, but I loved it. And the premise is it's it's kind of like a love triangle, but a little bit more than that. So why don't you just explain to the folks? Okay, so basically this girl, she falls for this guy, and um, he winds up ghosting her. So she moves on a few years later, and she meets somebody brand new. So the new guy takes her to meet his family. And lo and behold, the guy she was dating a few years ago happens to be her new boyfriend, big brother. He catfished her. Like, she's becoming bonding with his wife and kids when he's walking through the door and she finds out. So he pretty much catfished and lied about his identity. He was a fake email fake facebook page that he made to have that relationship he had like a completely different identity now, i did that right. just just to, to to rile up right wingers but this guy did it because he was trying to meet women right He's, <laughs> yeah he well, did that you so. riled up a lot of people with that but a we'll little, little shout out to daryl hollingsworth he's gonna be on the show in season three so just the, them two blackmail each other and it's a book of so, a lot of subliminal fighting between the antagonist and the the girl the new girlfriend and he does stuff to sabotage her it was something that's also part of this not only was the was the brother a d-bag but the mom not only was the mom playing into the whole thing she would give the ideas to the guy that was doing the original catfish yeah exactly so was there some reality based in that um like something that happened maybe not verbatim but i mean it, it seemed like you were talking to, from something either that happened to you or someone you know this is a combination of i was um i had my own personal heartbreak and then i was just watching the movie something's got to give and the lady um made like a whole play off of how things and she saturnized and took some things out of context so i was like man that's funny and then i started watching the show catfish and then how all these people are just lying about who they are online and investigation discovery how what evil people and sociopaths when they're in relationships how they have a pathological cycle they idealize devalue discard mm -hmm. i was like what if i could just bring this all together and just make this funny and it is funny <laughs> it, it is funny. Like, but it's funny but so you have what i like to call n-word privilege in a way that jimmy jam right. a country programmer from uh western new york does not however i'm reading the book and it was well past the halfway part mm-hmm and you only did it twice. I only, unless you've done a rewrite, there's only two N-bombs. And it almost seemed like, you, they're deliberate on some level, but it almost seemed like a conscious effort to not overdo it, but yet you still took advantage of the opportunity that you could. And yeah, I give you props for that. Was there any, yeah. am, I, am I reading too much into this or that just happens to be, and there was only one Newport reference. But other than that, you know, I just. Right, no, I was just, that. I was just trying to be, um. Yeah. Like, yeah, do we subconsciously, and even the character was saying it subliminally, I don't oh, think yeah. he said it out loud, but do, do we say that, you know, do some do, I can't speak for everybody, right. but I'm just speaking in my culture. Uh-huh. That wasn't, I wasn't just, I just wasn't trying to go overboard Yeah, I just Because there I, are I, other I, I, words I, I can that. use to articulate my point. Yeah, I, I just something that stood out to me, and again, I've been, you know, in the business for almost 40 years, so just something that, that popped out. But now the book is excellent. It's called It's Messy. Again, mm -hmm. not available yet, but it will be, like this right. show, so today's the 31st of July. So I think you said August, right? Uh, should be August, September. Can it be pre-ordered? It's going to be on Facebook. I'd hit the social media option so you can download it from Facebook. It will be on Barnes & Noble. It will be on uh Amazon Prime too, and of course you want to add yourself to the Colvin Brothers page. Oh Facebook yeah, page and Z ninety three, Z ninety three. Let me say, thank you, yep. thank you, <laughs> no Poughkeepsie. How you doing? All right, Abigail Massengale, all the way from Chicago. She's going to be with us the rest of the hour, but we want to give it's messy some love. Be looking for it next month. Stephen and I will continue to promote it on the show and on the Facebook page. Thank you, thank you. We're the Colvin Brothers on Z ninety three. From the mouths of decadence But I can't feed on the powerless When my cup's already overfilled yeah. But it's on the table of fires Farming babies will 
Brothers on Z93, we're doing duets. Okay, now back in the 90s, when I used to work on alternative rock back stations. Back in the 90s. Chris Cornell, Eddie Vedder, yes. got together for which band? That would be a Temple of the Dog, and I'm trying to remember the order of operation. I definitely had heard Soundgarden before that. I don't think Pearl Jam was a thing yet, or if they were, I didn't. They, they recorded Temple of the Dog first. Pearl Jam broke, and then they released this. That's what it was. It was, it, it was in the can, and they were like, hey. Eddie Vedder's on this. We should put, and it was it was a gigantic tune. Yeah. So every other hour, you heard this, or you heard uh, Jeremy. So yeah, exactly. Back and forth. It was hard. You had to split them up because there was only three alternative bands. Here we are the Colvin Brothers that we heard from uh, Abigail Massengill, author of "It's Messy Last Break," and now it's time. I don't know if you have any. Did you ever write a book? Oh, you know what? Jimmy's big clam to In addition to being program director of this fine radio facility, you were on Amherst Records. At the yeah, same time as, as as the same time as Glenn, nothing's gonna change my love for you, Medeiros, right? Yep, Around 19, that time, nineteen ninety. Yeah, he had that yeah. duet with Bobby Brown. She ain't worth it, and I was on yeah. that time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're not really here to talk about your fledgling recording career because I think I was a model then. <laughs> Trust me, it was fledgling. Two singles and <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, I give you credit. We all did stuff in our past. They're like, well, maybe if the internet was around, but um, right. you know, you're you're in town. You got family here still, and that's the only way I get to see is you. It's really your wife's family. You come on down. Yeah. So I. I appreciate that. Yeah. But um, you are the head honcho and morning guy at CJ Country Radio, and I want to say Batavia, New York. Well, I live in Batavia. It's in Warsaw, New York. I love it, Warsaw. Is it on the Ukraine side or uh, Russia? <laughs> exactly. You know anybody that killed Buffalo the guy? Buffalo Rochester is where I am. All right. So you're right in the middle. I mean, you're a Buffalo Bills fan, lifelong. I yeah. believe that you're involved in them with them as well. Uh, the long story involving that. Well, don't uh, you have like a, a Buffalo Bill show? Well, well, yeah, I did. Daryl Talley come to your house and I play did, uh, Piddlywink. <laughs> 
We, I did, I did that. I, the local paper had me do a show last year that I hosted and stuff. Now my radio station was supposed to have the rights to carry games this year, but a certain oh. rock station in Rochester oh. ruined it for us. Oh, that's funny. So we no longer have the rights to carry them this season. So there you go. Well, I do a lot of illegal things. You want me to hook you up? <laughs> you know a guy. Should I, I see a guy about I a know thing? guys. I know guys. A Don't worry about it. So, anyway, anyway. So, all right. I mean, you're, you're up in Batavia. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, my first meeting with you is when I came back from Fargo, uh, radio, without a radio gig, and Mahoney's had yet to even be a glimmer. I mean, they were building it, but I didn't know what was coming. So I wasn't sure what my next step was going to be. So, right. Uh, my old partner Coop had a show on your ninety-two point nine signal, which I can't remember the call letters or anything, but I remember that you used to play Darkness every day. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> you know, you you met me through him, and I'm sure some ideas went through your mind when you saw me. But I mean, there's got to be a story because Coop was just like every day. I, I got a story. Get get your hand on the beep button. But uh, that, yeah, that's one. that's one of my roles. Steven, you know, here's, here's Steven the, does okay. research. I do uh, I do recording. At the time, I'm programming ninety-two nine. I'm also programming. Uh, what this station was at one point, and then a programming uh, Kiss at the time. Yeah, so this was Star 93. We've talked about it before. Yeah. You were there for the uh, Alanis Morissette era. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was there for long. I don't remember anything else except for maybe maybe uh, the Lilith Fair, but that's, yeah, yeah. That, that, was so, your, that was your deal. So I had all those stations going on, but we used to do this uh, Stuff the Bus thing with Mark Bolger. It was a yes. you know, it's huge still a thing. staple of they that. Don't tell you which, they don't tell you which grocery store to go to. I found that out. There's like, ah, I got called up the promotion. I'm like, I'm like, I'm over here at Stop Shop. Like, oh, it's at Price Choppers. Like, you could have told me. <laughs> I'm not well. So we're getting ready to talk about, you know, doing the push and everything. And Bolger goes on Coop's show, calls in. And so Coop's being Coop. Yes. And uh, he goes, hey, Bolger, why don't you say pussy on the air? Come on, say pussy just one time. Say pussy. And he goes, no, I don't think I can. <laughs> so he's, saying this, he's saying this over 92.9? Yeah. yeah. He, he said it in the most Bolger way possible. No, Coop, I don't think I can. <laughs> yeah, Abigail, for you, you're obviously not from the area, but. How would you describe Mark to the uninitiated, Mark Cooper? Force of nature. Yeah, he Force looked like nature. the Cal- he looked like the Campbell Soup kid. He was a comedian as well. Okay. And uh, I worked with him from December of '97 to 2003, and he was one of those guys. I loved him, but his his radio career was great. But he's one of those people that it took him a long time to figure out how to get his life together. So, like, whenever he was between girlfriends, he'd live with me because I was always the guy that had an extra room, and I had two rules. <laughs> I had two rules. I said, "Don't bring any women here, and don't eat in your room." He broke them both. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Sorry, baby. <laughs> my neighbors, my neighbors' kids at the time were teenagers. Like, um, you know, I don't really want to pry, Mike, but you know, we Coop was rolling joints in your driveway again today. I'm like, I'm like, Dang. I know they're impressive. It'll be legal in a couple of years. Don't sweat it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it Jimmy, so really glad you're able to make it. Uh, you know, both of our guests today again. Yeah. Different kind of show. It's our 99th show. Next week starts season three with uh, the. Um, 100th episode being our second anniversary and uh we appreciate you guys being part of it we got we got some of our regular segments coming up you guys feel like getting into that like who died today and all that crazy yeah all right we're the coleman brothers on z93 day after day i'm more confused yet i look for the light through the pouring rain you know that's a game that i Feeling the strain Oh, it's Oh, give me the beat, boys And free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll And drift away Give me the beat, boys And free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll And drift away Won't you take me away Understand the things I can do. The world outside looks so unkind, and I'm counting on you. You can carry me through. Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Give me the 
rock and roll and drift away Won't you take me on Z93 and this is the 99th show next week folks make sure you tune in for the 100th show and uh, I believe we have a couple of special guests in the studio next week as well including our cousin who plays in a band locally uh, got cousin Thomas Hamill who's also related to Barbara everybody's related to Barbara can we get cousin Crunch to come up for the 100th show you know what I, I'm trying to work on a surprise for it but I don't think it's going to happen oh it's my birthday show too so if you're ever going to like last year you had our Aunt Seti who's also known as a recluse yeah. and then some you you got her to record something I hadn't heard her voice in 20 years so I'm not expecting much I'll bring Frank back I'm hoping I wake that'd be you know what <laughs> I oh Christmas I got you on Christmas I, I got the perfect gift we'll talk about that well, you then. were Frank when I came to visit you uh, yeah, I I, uh, I I showed up because uh, you know Mike uh, with Michael, you know he doesn't want to have people come in to see I him. I know one. I don't. I'd like the guy that doesn't like visitors. So <laughs> everybody's like, "Oh, can I come see you now?" The COVID rules. COVID. <laughs> there you go. We were supposed to like, I guess you know, see each other at some point. So I was we gonna... had tentative plans to watch the All Star game, but I was in the hospital. Yeah. So I so I just came in, and anytime that I come in, I play something random on my. Uh, on my YouTube. One yeah, but I had a team in there. I yeah. was like, there was at least three people in there, including Monty from Mahoney's. Like, isn't that the guy that, that always starts screaming at Mahoney's? I said, yeah, but he's a great nurse. <laughs> Broken English emails. Well, uh, about a year ago or so. I like that we could say about a year ago because we've been out for two years. Um, on occasion, I would read the broken English email spam. There's spams, but I have a DJ business, Mad Mike and Friends DJ service. Steven's got Colvin and Company DJ service. Don't click on the links, people. Yeah, don't click on them. Breck Breck. does it every oh, other week. Oh, uh, I guess I just lost another house. So we've never actually had a woman read this before. And you know what? We got Abigail over here. <laughs> and uh, you've got some spice to you. So I, I think you understand the pregnant. We're not looking for you to do the Russian accent or anything like that. Just be yourself because it's funny just as is. You go, girl. Okay. I do. <sighs> Let's see. Hi. How is your given name? <laughs> I hope you can good quality speak. My satisfactory Mr. Juicy. I'm so serious. How old are you? Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Good evening. My is there utopian. So I'm look up robust gentleman. I'm attentive person. Email me at Nick. Lorax at gmail. I can send you my photo attached. Thank you in advance. <laughs> wow. Okay. And the big closer. Big closer. Okay, big closer. Chitiri. Good evening. Where are you from? What is your age? <laughs> Maybe you're able to chat immediately. I'm looking up Brainy, not young guy. I'm kind-hearted 33-year-old lady. 
<laughs> I'll send you my photo. Reply <laughs> to me at Grace Wilkins. Oh God. Two one two three six at Gmail. Wow, really? Comedian and author Abigail Maskell. That's exactly what we were looking for today. Beautiful job. Very nice, very nice. When Google Translate fails. That's it. <laughs> oh, she tagged that shit. <laughs> we're the Coven Brothers on Z93. Brothers on Z93 this week, the theme duets, U2, B.B. King, Love Comes to Town. That's a song right there off Rattling Home. I saw that in the theaters. It didn't, you know, I think it was like the one guy that did, but, you know, there was like so much hype because the U2 had had the Joshua Tree in 1987, the biggest album of their year and their career, and they followed it up within two years with a, an album and a movie, but it was like half live, half 
in the studio. Some of it was just almost like demos. And I just I think that they just got, you know, who's ever accused Bono of, of thinking a little bit too much of himself? I think that they thought a little bit too much of themselves. And it, 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 it burst the bubble a little bit. Yeah. It did. Great tune, though. And, of course, they had B.B. King on there. And it, it, um, the idea was like it was an, an authentic turn to their American roots. Uh, Abigail, uh, no, she was an a, Irish band. She was an Irish, <laughs> she was an Irish band. Yeah, they 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 decided for one album that they were a black band from uh, Memphis. From Memphis, Memphis, yeah, from Memphis. But it, it's a great record. It just didn't quite have the effect that they were going for. I feel like there was a parody from Tobin for this song. Am I correct? Uh, no, you're thinking of A Hole of Harlem, which was about Al Sharpton. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and Al Sharpton, who's local, <laughs> by the way. I know with Al Sharpton, he he. Oh, you know who Al Sharpton is, but right. you know Al Sharpton because he was kind of like a periphery Jesse Jackson hanger on yeah. up until that point. Yeah. yeah. But the problem was that because of this, he was around. For so long, for so many years, we couldn't get rid of the guy. So uh, one of the guys I used to work with, uh, John Tobin, was like, we got to do a tune about this dude. And uh, we took a, a U2 song from the same album and made it about specifically about Al and how just, he was just annoying. It was just like, he, there was no end to the, the, like, what would be comparable right now? Like somebody you're just sick of. You know, it's like some of this is like in the news too much. Like R. Kelly deserved, you know, what he got. Like or Bill Cosby. But it was, the, you know, the, what they did was criminal. Don't bring R. Kelly up. <laughs> hey, look, he no, never, no, he never no. peed on me. No, 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 no. My issue with him is, I, like, and no offense, black folk, I know I'm about to make some people mad. How What's in good? the world did y'all, did we not figure the man was playing us? This man wrote a whole Trapped in the Closet series, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. He wrote it, right? Yeah. But you can't read? Yeah. You can't read it all, but you wrote a whole... A, a whole drama. Oh yeah. I have an education <laughs> and I can't even do that. I can't even write a whole song to a beat in a drama and I can't do like come on now. You mean tell me you're illiterate? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's as deep as I'm going on R. Kelly, but I I was like, I knew you was playing me then when you saying I can't read. Well really how you write all these songs. You gotta be able to read to write. Yeah, so sometimes <laughs> you just leave those breadcrumbs out, but that's exactly I'm just it. saying, I'm not come on now. <laughs> It's all about the hoax. All right. <laughs> who died today? All right, so who died today? I only got one. All right, well, today is July 31st. Yeah, so back in 2015, uh, I'll, I'll do uh, the movies because I know Margo's a horror fan, so okay. she might be able to get it. Uh, he starred in John Carpenter's They Live. He then starred in Hell Comes to Frogtown. Now, They Live is an iconic... Well, what, what was Frogtown like before hell got there? That doesn't sound too good in the first place. <laughs> it's an obscure thing, but if, but if you're a wrestling fan, uh, he was known as the host of Piper's Pit. Oh! Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. All right, now I know who you're talking about. Okay. Because back then, MTV and WWF teamed up together for rock and roll wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Cindy Lauper, you know, the whole spiel. But Piper's the name brand, which even our... Obscure listeners should know who that is. What's so funny is this is Steven's segment, right? I, I never have contributed to it on any level. And I, I have to say, is this like the eighth week in a row that there's been a dead wrestler? I mean, you guys, <laughs> you guys lose more people than the Dodgers. It's crazy. Well, it's the famous though wrestlers though too, because I don't. Well, I don't, yeah, yeah, well, no, there was one I never heard of, but I didn't care. It's, it's, what about it, the it, dude who like, fell out the ceiling? I remember him too. I forgot. What's that? The, the one who fell out the ceiling during the match. Yeah, we talked about it. It was a couple weeks ago. Uh, Wait, what, the one, oh, Owen Hart. Yeah, yeah, Hart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In Kansas City. Yeah. I think you guys played the bit on one of your other stations. Oh, Horrible yeah. bit. And they, they, they had some a little bit of a parody of when Owen Hart fell. Well, oh, I could get up. Want me to play? I get that on the oh, show. I don't know if you want it. <laughs> Again, I try to come up with something every week that'll get us thrown off the air. It hasn't happened yet. I mean, him and Chris Benoit went out kind of in horrible ways. Uh, Chris Benoit, that's a whole other story. That's girl. a whole other story. I think we just found a wrestling thing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We're to bring George back. Give, give, give her one more question before we wrap up. Okay, uh, what was Hulk Hogan's name in Rocky? It ain't Apollo. It's not. It's not. Apollo <laughs> was the black guy. <laughs> I don't remember. Thunderlips. <laughs> I don't remember. All right, we'll have to talk to more wrestling. All yeah, right. we're, we're just finding that out. All right, I guess we know what the last break's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> we're the Coleman Brothers on Z93.
Fred Durst. Oh, I knew you were going to like this one. Yeah, we haven't played this one in a while. We'll send that out to Raz because, you know, he's got this on a cassette single. All right, so uh, Monday Acoustic Open Mic is still going strong. At Mahoney's? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Kristen Lee and, and, and Johnny, they hold down the fort. I, I, I haven't been, but I've, I I watch it. I I, I got uh, Emmett's passcodes for the webcam. They look great. 8 to 11. Yes. Uh, some Cornholio. It's still going on. You can do that outside. You can always do Cornhole, even if it's in the winter. And then uh, something brand new. Okay. Mm. Thursday. Do you ever DJ line dancing? I I have, but you really don't want me doing it because I don't know. I you know I, I don't know enough of them. Yeah. But and this has nothing to do with my health situation. They're like, you know, the, the Thursdays just don't take there without Maris. They're going to be back in a couple weeks. So you know, uh, I said, well, look, you guys need to do something. It's like it probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for me to have a couple of nights off. So they're just doing it twice. Yeah, nine to twelve. There's is, two is, Thursdays. I'm hoping to be getting surgery on one of them, so I'm not missing much money. But uh, it's going to be. I, I think it's great. And I would want to encourage as many people to go out there and, and line dance if that's your thing. Now, Jimmy, you're a country programmer, right? In rural New York. Yes. Um, so is line dancing a big thing where you are? I mean, I know it's a thing every. No, I think I think in the '90s when it had the most heat and stuff. But you get the crooked night crooked or something. Chase, you watch Crooked. Our mother used to watch Crooked Chase. Oh, Michael, I missed this earlier. 
<laughs> There's a few places you can see where they'll do like lessons and stuff, but I don't think anybody does a night proper anymore. Well, we never got into this before, but oh, you're know, going to talk about Jude's favorites. Well, we 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 grew up, our, our mother was she listened to a lot of things, but for whatever reason in the '80s, country was her thing. You know, it was the age of Kenny Rogers, and all this. So, so Ronnie Millsap, had, and we also lived in Virginia for four years, which I think is where she got the taste. But as a DJ, you know, I have to play all kinds of genres, and I'm happy to do it. Like Morgan Whalen. I, I play Morgan as, as, as a Morgan Wallen. Yeah. I play just, you know, I play for the college because they eat them up. Yeah. But why, why does every modern country song have to mention sweet tea? Who's getting the money from that? I, I, I've lip, never seen it. I don't know. What do you, I what mean, do what you is, know? I've never seen sweet tea. It's not iced tea. Yeah. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh, my God. You want to feel it? I used to it? live down south. It's a thing. Uh-huh. It's a thing. It is but, a but thing. Does it have to be in every song? You know what? It's just, but right? it's, it's a th- if you get the right tea, especially if you had Chick-fil-A, if you had Chick-fil-A it, in your I mean, life. You can't get it on Sundays. <laughs> oh, my God. I only have the one day off. You got to go to Danbury to get that over That's here. white yeah. people chicken, and they do it correct. Ah, see? <laughs> the bam. Right, right there. But, yeah, right that's the thing. There I'm like, I'll be, I'll be at Mahoney's, and they'll have like, the latest country hits on the jukebox. So I'm saying, I'm like, all right, where's the sweet tea? Show me, the, show me the Morgan Wallen track that's got sweet tea I'm not saying Morgan Wallen. I'm saying like in general. He's, I like him. I'm going out in this bar. I'm surprised you pay attention to the lyrics. You're, no, you're, right? Because Wanda White, because those kids would make me play it every hour. Yeah, but you're on Unilatch. You know, I see you DJing, checking out your that uniform. It takes two minutes to read that. <laughs> you see the Cardinals are going to have a black helmet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got one more song. What we like to do with our guests, we always have them send it out to somebody. Hey, yeah, this so. is like the only song we got on All Hour, but it's, it's worth it. It's a, you know, it's a big one, Queen and David Bowie. Oh, yeah, look, you know, David Bowie was so cool, he got on the show twice. Under Pressure, right. which... Uh, if In fact, if it was closer to Christmas, I was going to play Bowie and Bing. <laughs> well, people probably want to hear Vanilla Ice's well, version. Well, so no, no, there is no, 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 there is no version. By, <laughs> well, only, they're, okay, they're coming to the Dutch. Uh, yeah. Which you know, oh, is that still happening? Yeah. All right. It's uh, what is it? Young Actually, MC, that 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 looks like a fun show. Young MC. Um, Tone Loke. Tone Loke. Uh, Vanilla Ice. Lisa Lisa. Lisa and I believe you. Rob Bass. Oh, Rob Bass. Oh, yeah. I'd like at the Dutch. Don't come Tuesday near me if you contagious. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go around the room. Abigail, you go first. Who do you want to send this out to? It's Queen and uh, David Bowie under pressure. I'm going to send this out to my crew in Chi-Town. I'm going to send it out to Roseland, Congress Parkway. Um, who else did I used to work with? Chatham. Um, all my, my best friend, Kia. I love you. Uh, Shakia Smith. Um, all my all my hoods in Chicago. You know I love you. None but, none but love. How you doing? All right. Awesome. And uh, Jimmy? I'm going to send this out to Leslie. She's one of the original founders of Bill's Mafia. She is an awesome person, does a ton of charity work. And this is the year. The expectations are great, but we got to get over the hump this year and win one. So Yeah, you know, I, 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 I cried the night you guys lost to Kansas City. <laughs> Me too. That would, that would, yeah, like, you know what I would expect. I was, I was crestful. <laughs> All right, I guess we got to get out of here and get ready for show 100, which is next week. Oh, man. I wish, wish we could get Breck to come down from the lake. Breck, just record something, right? I'll figure the rest out. All right, we're the Coleman Brothers on Z93.
But I don't want Keep coming up with love But it's so slashed and torn Podcast. It's your old pal, Breckman. I'd like to submit a question to all our radio listeners. What is the greatest rock band of all time? While a variety of answers would be acceptable, I'm convinced the two greatest rock bands of all time are the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. And I find it interesting that the Rolling Stones no longer have a drummer or a bassist while the Beatles only have a drummer and a bassist. I'm just saying. It's family.